0: Love talk radio hi everybody this is uh, silvio canto in dallas uh, texas on monday june the 12th and welcome to our commentary we have quite a storm here sunday night so if you live in the dallas area i think you know what i'm talking about we had some hail i mean it was uh, it was pretty loud. We were supposed to get some rain this week, but man, Sunday night, that was uh, quite a show uh, of rain here in the North, uh, in what we call the Metroplex here in North, uh, in North Texas. Uh, well, a few things to talk about. I want to continue this conversation uh, about the Trump indictment, uh, but I also wanted to remind you that today, Monday, we will be recording our weekly podcast with our friend uh, Bill Katz, the editor a virgin agenda that should be up, uh, later, uh, Monday afternoon, early evening on the blog where you follow my, whether it's this blog or another one where you follow my, my presentations. And I also want to remind you that we had a very good discussion about the indictment with Richard Baer of the American thinker. Richard was one of the founders of the American thinker and we had a really good discussion on Saturday about the indictment, and I thought Richard had some excellent points. And that's available in the archives, both here at, uh, at uh, on YouTube as well as uh, on my blog. And then on Sunday, we had a conversation with George Rodriguez from South Texas, and we also spoke at length about, about the indictment. So we're covering it because it is the number one topic in the country, and we're trying to give you uh, different perspectives. Uh, with respect to this, uh, to this indictment. Uh, well, my thoughts, uh, you know, uh, are about the same, I guess. I, I feel that you can, you can believe two things. You can believe that President Trump made some mistakes in how he handled the documents, that maybe he should have done this or he should have done that. Maybe, you know, he didn't uh, react quickly enough. I mean, those are all legitimate points that you can make about the way he handled the documents. But the indictment is completely out of line. The indictment is completely overkill. And that's the problem. And that's why so many people are angry. Uh, The other thing that the indictment has done is it has basically politicized the event. I mean, all you have to do is check out the Sunday morning shows and just watch people. And you're going to see that everybody was basically moving their own party line. And that's what happens when you have an indictment about something like this there's a problem there's a problem with his documents issue and the documents issue is that a standard not a good standard but a standard was set when the Obama administration basically let Hillary Clinton get away with her with her document uh, problem back in 2016 they didn't do anything to her even though there was plenty of evidence that she was misusing Uh, the the server that she had at home, the emails, I mean, all kinds of problems. Uh, And there should have been some accountability for Hillary Clinton, but she was given a full pass on this. So it's very difficult in that environment where all of us know that she was given a, a free pass on this issue to now come up with this indictment that wants to put Donald Trump in jail for 300 years. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's simply the public is not going to buy it. And then, of course, you have a larger problem with the fact that Joe Biden also has a, uh, a, a document problem. They found it in his garage and in his office and so on. So, I mean, the, the atmosphere is, is such that it's very difficult to go after Trump and say, well, these other guys, they're not going to have to pay a price, which is why, which is why I recommend it. And if you heard my uh, interview with Richard Bayer. I recommended that what we should have done is to have both reports at the same time, Biden documents, Trump documents, and put the findings on some kind of a report that went to Congress and tell the Congress, look, this is what we have found. This is what we have problems with. And we're putting this on your lap so that you as the Congress can take a look at all of this and maybe do something about that Presidential Records Act so that we don't have this kind of confusion in the future. That's what I think should have been done. That, I believe, would, have, uh, would not have politicized the issue and would have focused on solving the problem because obviously there is a confusion with these documents. Joe Biden had documents. Hillary Clinton had documents. Donald Trump had documents. Mike Pence had documents. I mean, there are stories, I don't know the specifics, but there are stories that Barack Obama had some documents that he had to return. So obviously, there's a little bit of confusion. There's a little bit of confusion on this. Let me say hello to a couple of friends uh, checking in. And uh, there's obviously some confusion. And I think rather than go after Trump in a politicized fashion by weaponizing uh, the issue, why not just try to solve the issue by trying to go, go to Congress and see how we can amend... Or do something about the Presidential Records Act. That's what I think would have been a much uh, practical solution that would have actually addressed the problem, rather than just put gasoline in the fire, which is unfortunately what the indictment has done. So check out check out our conversation with Bill Katz later today. It'll be available again uh, as a podcast on on this blog as well as uh, the other blog where I publish uh, where I publish. Uh, my different articles and and so on. I don't know whether you've been following the RFK campaign, the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. campaign. He's, he's not, I mean, I'm not 100% convinced about him. I mean, he doesn't have any political experience. He has obviously a famous name, but he doesn't, he's never been a senator. He's never been a governor. He's never been a mayor. He's never run anything that I can that I can think of but the reality is the reality is that he has been making some interesting statements and the one that he made about the border I think could be very interesting if you, if you had debates in the in the primary he was very critical of the Biden border policy he should be the Biden border policy is a disaster and he was very critical of that i'm going to get into a little bit of uh, that issue with Bill Katz uh later today when we do our weekend review because you know RFK Jr. has actually been challenging his party on some issues. And that it's good to see that, actually. It's good to see that. Even if you don't think the candidate himself is qualified to be president, it is good to see somebody challenging, uh, or somebody from within the Democrat Party, challenging the Biden administration. So we'll talk to uh, Bill about that. We're also going to talk about some new numbers that came out from the Gallup organization saying that public opinion is trending conservative. That's a good, that's a, that's a good sign, and uh, I guess we need to hear that, don't we? We need to hear that more people are, are coming along to our side, particularly young people. I mean, we want to see more young people uh, realize the benefits of capitalism and free market, free market policies. Let me leave you today with one of the most amazing things that happened on this day in 1987. On this day in 1987, President Ronald Reagan went to West Berlin, to the Berlin Wall. There used to be that wall, for those old enough to remember, it separated the two cities, East Berlin and West Berlin. Of course, that's all history now, but that's the way it was when we were growing up, and that's really the way it was until the early 90s. And President Reagan went to a ceremony there on the border, and he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. He challenged Mr. Gorbachev, uh, of course, at the time, the you know, the leader of the Soviet Union, he challenged him to tear down this wall. Now, there's a very interesting story, and I've got an article about this uh, that I've got over in my blog. There's a very interesting story because the State Department did not want President Reagan to say that. The President Reagan was told by, you know, the people in the State Department, don't use that line because it could upset The soviets and you know we don't want to make enemies uh with the soviets and so on and so on but i tell you i got to tell you something that speech was one of the greatest speeches in that moment when ronald reagan president ronald reagan looked to the wall and said mr gorbachev tear down that wall that may have been the turning point in the collapse of the soviet empire i know that there were a lot of other things going on it wasn't just that one speech but that was Maybe the headline. That was the moment, the emotional moment uh, when you could sense. I remember all of this. I watched it on TV and I remember, you know, just thinking to myself, wow, what an amazing moment for Ronald Reagan, uh, for President Reagan to say this. Now, President Reagan gave a lot of speeches in his career. Uh, I mean, they didn't call him the great communicator for nothing. I mean, the speech that he gave in D-Day. In 1984, one of the greatest American speeches ever. Other speeches that he gave in his amazing career. But I really, really believe that this one, uh, June the 12th, 1987, at the bridge saying, Mr. Gorbachev, down this wall. I, to me, that's the greatest. And that's one that I remember most. I guess one last thought about this. I guess, and by the way, thanks to all of you for your comments about my my thoughts about the speech. I really appreciate that. I think maybe the reason that I reacted the way I did uh, to that speech is because I'm a product of the Cold War. I mean, I was born in the 1950s uh, when the Cold War came into existence. I grew up, you know, with a threat of the Soviet Union, the nuclear threat. I was in Cuba in 1962 as a little boy during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So this was very close to me. You know, the the Soviet Union and communism and the fight between freedom and communism was very close to me. So when when Reagan said tear down that wall, it just uh, it was just an absolutely wonderful moment for those of us who were fortunate to be able to watch it. So listen, if you've got a young son or daughter and they're going to go to college or whatever, go to YouTube and have them watch that speech. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And what made it even more amazing, of course, is Reagan was a great speaker, had that great voice where he could really communicate uh, a message with authority. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall, I tell you. Uh, It was just amazing. Well, thank you very much for uh, watching. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Don't forget to check out uh, our last two videos that were really good. And uh, check out our interview with Bill Katz coming up a Monday evening. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. Again, thanks to everybody for tuning in and sending me your comments, and we'll see you the next time. Bye-bye, everybody.